Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Yes, yes. Welcome back to another episode of the NRL Supercoach Podcast, hosted by the SC Whisperer. Now, today I'm going to do something a little bit different. It's going to be a little bit more raw, going to be a little bit less edited, uh, and just a more instant reaction to uh, some of the questions that you guys have been asking me on my social medias. Now, this morning I put out a post saying, uh, just asking for your guys' questions in the eve of Supercoach opening up, uh, as this is being recorded on Wednesday night. Um, haven't looked at any of these answers, oh, sorry, any of these questions, so uh, we'll take a live look now, and I'll just give you guys my instant uh, thoughts on what you're asking. I haven't looked at stats, um, haven't prepared for any of this, so it will be off the cuff. Like I said, it's going to be less edited, more raw, so um, there will be a few pauses here and there, but that's just me trying to string together a coherent sentence, so... To start off, we have Ryan asking for the top five second row forward options. Now, uh, if we're talking, if we're talking just in reference to guns, we've got Tamalolo, we've got Madison, we've got Angus Crichton, we've got Ryan Ma- uh, Cameron McInnes and Cameron Murray. In my opinion, there's other guys up there like Tohu Harris and Isaiah Yo from last year, but uh, I have made posts on those two guys and why I think that there will be some regression on the cards come 2021. Uh, Christian asks, best players in each position for each price range. Um, so quickly off the top of my head for hooker, I'd probably still say Damian Cook over Grant. Um, prop forward, I would say, uh, CSC Watakiyaho. Second row forward, I would say Tamalolo. Halfback, I would say Cleary. Munster at 5'8". Center, I would say probably Mansour. And fullback, I'd say Tedesco. Fear mid-range options, it's going to depend a lot on rotation, but... You've got guys like Connor Watson at hooker. You've got guys like Christian Welch at prop. Um, guys like Corey Harrowir and Naira at second row. At halfback, you've got Jamal Fogarty, Ash Taylor, or Kyle Flanagan at 5'8". Um, you could play Ash Taylor as a 5'8 as a dual position. Uh, another one would be Milf. Uh, at centre, you could have someone like Cody Ramsey. And at fullback, someone like... I can't really think of any mid-range fullbacks off the top of my head uh, because it's just a position that I would recommend you guys just go straight out with in terms of your guns. So Luke asks, what center wings would be a good go-to in round one uh, and which position and which of them has the most growth? Now, I am a big advocate for not stacking your center wings with guns. Um, I've always been a believer of you spend the least amount of money there as possible. Uh, and there's a couple of good ones emerging. You've got, uh, from Manly, you've got Jacob Saab. Uh, I like Dylan Walker at 300k from the Broncos. Uh, Jermaine Asako and Tessie New. 
Uh, James Roberts from the Tigers at 270 is a good option. Uh, Bailey Simonson from the Raiders at 200 is a good option. So there's a couple of, uh, not bottom dollar cheapies. If you're looking for bottom dollar, I'd go Hayes Dunster from the Eels and Dominic Young from the Knights. I don't know if they're going to start round one, though. Um, but yeah, there's some good lower price range centers going around. But that would be my uh, opinion and my advice for for new players is just to start out small in your center wings. It's the least consistent position. Um, and it's a position that has the best room to grow because your, your guns are going to fall in price. And if you can get some good cheapies, um, they will make good money. James asks, what hookers are the must-have this year in Supercoach? Um, I just touched on one. It's Connor Watson if he is named at lock. Um, Jacob Little at the Tigers. Obviously, if you're going to pay the price, you've got Damien Cook and Harry Grant. Um, I made a post on Reese Robson. If he gets 80 minutes, he's one to really look at. Uh, Victor Radley is another one. When his minutes sort themselves out after injury, all these guys have really good uh, hidden numbers, so numbers that aren't just their sole average. So when they play a certain amount of minutes, they, they average a certain amount. Um, Jake asks, best captain for 2021? Now, this is subjective. It depends on matchups and stuff. You've got um, your X-Factor captains like your Tevita Pengai Juniors, your Sean Johnson when he returns, your Tommy Turbos. You've got your more safe options, so your... Uh, Jason Tamalolo, your Ryan Madison, your Nathan Cleary's, your James Tedesco. So it's all going to come down to matchups. Um, for new players out there playing this year for the first time, it's not something that you just put on and that's it for the rest of the year. You can change your captain and vice captain week in, week out, which is uh, very good. And you look at that through matchups. So um, on to the next one. John asks Is Chanel Harris Tavita a good pod? Um, I haven't looked at his numbers, but I would say no. Um, I think you got your best footy out of uh, Chanel Harris-Tavita under Todd Payton. Um, Cody Nicarima saw a big upturn. I'm pretty sure so did um, Harris-Tavita. It's probably a no from me, but look, if you're going to go pod, then go for it. Um, but I think there's some better options. Some guys like I spoke about, Jamal Fogarty and Ash Taylor, they're really good pods that uh, no one seems to be talking about for your halves, but... Yeah, no, Chanel harris is a no from me. But if he does get the goal kicking and the Warriors do play well, then, yeah, he could be someone with a bit of growth, but he won't be making it in my side. Um, Gareth asks, Hetherington and Ryan James look nice low-cost op- low options for front-row forwards with upside. Do they get the game time, though? Um, I've literally just finished recording a podcast about the Raiders today. And it is worrying uh, in terms of super coach standards. Like in the NRL, yeah, they've got so much depth. But Ricky Stewart loves to rotate his uh, big men. He he's done it with Papali as well. So he probably would have no hesitation doing it with someone like Ryan James, who's just come off the back of a pretty big injury. Um, and there's got so much depth. So there's no really need to rush James back in. Look, at 230k or whatever he is, you're not going to lose any money. But it's just a case of how much upside you will make from him. Um, as for Hetherington, he's a bit more expensive. I think it's two ninety nine off the top of my head. Um, it all comes down to how Trent Barrett is going to use him alongside Dylan Napa and uh, Thompson. Now, Thompson's second year in the NRL. Um, it depends on whether he's going to play him as a 13 or a prop. You've obviously got Adam Elliott and uh, cruising around too. So the more I think about it, I think Jack Hetherington's a bit of a, uh, a, bit of a pass. His PPM wasn't great at the... Um, Warriors last year, but if he gets a starting spot, then he's one to look out for. I think he's going to be moving them forward uh, as a unit. He offers a lot of mongrel, and I think a lot of people remember the game against the Roosters last year when 
he went toe-to-toe with Jared Rui Hargraves, and that's no uh, easy feat. Moses Leota, yay or nay? Um, it depends on your money and what your front row structure looks like. If you're going to be playing cheap front rowers this year, which isn't a bad idea in my opinion, there seems to be a good uh, amount of 300 to 450k front row options. So it probably is a position you can get away with not playing a out-and-out gun. But uh, Moses Leota, it depends on what his rotation looks like under Ivan Cleary. Obviously, James Fisher-Harris is the uh, marquee prop there. But if you don't have the extra 100k to get Welch, then yeah, Leota's a good option. He's someone with a good work rate. He's going to have uh, added experience and he's going to have a bigger role in the team. So he's definitely someone that could move forward and he's at a good price as well, which is really to make money for a starting front rower. Uh, Nikki says, Ex- cheapies are expected to start this season. Um, it's really, really hard to speculate on cheapies. We're still in January. There hasn't been a trial played. Um, there's whispers around certain guys, but at the moment I'm building my team, I'm just looking for fallen veterans really that are in that 200 to 300k price range rather than your certified cheapies until they make themselves clearer um it's going to be hard to sort of look at guys like um tessie new uh little from the tigers stefano and toy mako um jordan ricky to an extent he's 277 guys like josh schuster from manly if he gets the six jacob saab is another one so there is a couple out there but in terms of bottom dollar cheapies None sticking out so far until trials come around, and that's when I'd make a more of a, a prediction on how teams are going to be lining up. Bailey says, what position is important to have two or more guns in? Uh, fullback and second row for me. Fullback, I think you need to be running with two premium options, and the second row, there's just so many of them that and they're so consistent that you just put them in and don't worry about them for the season, so... Fullback, you should be running two, and they both should be playing like in your scoring side and in your second row. Um, if you can find the cash, yeah, have three guns. If not, definitely two as a minimum. Uh, Toby says, if you had to choose three players to ha- that you must have in Supercoach Classic, who would they be? Um, now, mine would probably be Jacob Little if he's going to play 80 at the Tigers. Um, he's basically a must-have. If you can find the cash for him, Tedesco, but in my side right now, I can't find 850k to get him. Uh, Cameron Munster, I think, is a big one in for a good year. He basically just played on one leg last year and, and still averaged 70. So, um, yeah, Cam Munster, Tedesco, if you can get the cash, and uh, Jacob Little. Brett asks, would it be so crazy to start Supercoach season with Grant, Hughes, Munster, and Pappy? Um, look, I like three of those. I don't like Hughes. But if you're a Melbourne fan or you think Melbourne are going to go great this year, then... Hughes is an option, but uh, I think last year was a career year for him, and uh, a lot of it came off uh, attacking stats. He did have a, a little bit of creative in there too, but um, look, I don't hate the the three of them out of there, but Hughes would be one that I would probably avoid. Um, not at all cost. I mean, he's a pot option, but with the better halves around, more stable as well. Hughes probably falls into that Harris Tavita category that I'm not going to talk you out of it and I'm not going to start an argument with you for, for picking a pod because I do love a, a bold shout, but I feel for the money there's some better options around at halfback. Uh, it would be great to see some content around navigating the origin period and buy rounds. Yeah, this is definitely something that I would be looking at doing when we get closer. Uh, my biggest suggestion for you guys is don't get too carried away with it just now. Yeah, you can look at um, the future buys, but 
The only thing to really consider now is if you're choosing between two players and one of them plays the first bye week and the other, that's the only reason why you'd pick one over the other. Um, my biggest thing for guys going through Origin is if you don't have 17 players, don't stress. I think the last three or four years, I haven't been able to front. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Up a full side, and uh, it's not the end of the world. It's leading up to it when you want to start sort of looking around it. You want to start trimming off some of the fat. And you want to, if you've got a guy on your side that's sort of peaked out a little bit and isn't playing, then yeah, look at moving him on. Um, vice versa, if you've got a player there that sort of just just ch- trucking along, then keep him around for the first buy round and then flick him off for the next. Uh, Daily Telegraph's good because they do give us, I think it's five trades for the Origin period compared to normally two a week, so... I wouldn't be stressing too much about Origin now, but definitely as we get closer, I'll be putting out some uh, more content. Must have center wings. So um, a lot of the guys I mentioned before, like if you're going to go for a gun, um, guys like Mansour or Valentine Holmes. But apart from that, I'd be sticking to your lower price guys that have more upside just because the guns are less consistent. Uh, Alex Twal and Luke Thompson, sneaky pods. Um, look, Alex Twal was great. Uh, for a period last year and the year before, but um, with Joff and Gowie in the building, I think they're going to be rotating a little bit more with the front row and 13 rotation. You've got guys like Sean Bloor there as well on the bench, um, guys like Stefano to come in, play in the middle that could push potentially Joe off out into 13 and, and bring Twal off. Um, I haven't looked at Thompson's price, but based on what he did last year, I was high on him coming into the, when he uh, arrived into the country, but... I didn't pick him up, and I'm glad I didn't. He didn't really show a whole lot in terms of um, moving forward, but that could have come down to minutes. I think when he did play bigger minutes, he had a respectable score, so it would all depend on price. I haven't looked at either two of them yet to have a look at their price or their stats, if I'm going to be totally honest. Uh, Ollie Edwards asks, who should my captain be for round one? Um, It depends on who's in your side, mate. Obviously, uh, like I mentioned before, guys like Cleary, Tedesco, Tamalolo, Madison, Cook... Grant, Munster, obviously, yeah, you're all your guns. Um, I wouldn't be going anything too left field in the early rounds. Um, you can even go guys like Pappenhausen if he gets the goalkeeping duties, but it just it's going to depend on um, who's in your side and, and sort of where you're moving forward. If you've got uh, not very many cheapies on the bench and you want to get early points, then captain someone um, that's safe. If you've got a lot of cheapies, that are going to make you money and you're happy to slide in the rankings. You could have gone, you could go something left field, but I wouldn't recommend it. Uh, Bailey asks, favorite team and player. Um, favorite team. I don't really try and keep my favorite teams uh, super coach related. Uh, I am a Tigers fan, but I don't really let that impact my decisions. Not that we have many super coach relevant plays in, in the years gone by. We, we have a couple this year, and obviously Stefano, Sean Bloor, Little. Um, so that's always nice to see some juniors coming through, but. Uh, I'm not a I'm not a diehard fan. I don't I don't uh, get upset really if they lose. I, I understand where the Tigers are at, but as for favorite player, I like guys that bring excitement to the game. So I like guys like Roger Tuivasa-Shek. I like guys like Latrell, AJ Brimson, Camp Munster. All these guys that just bring excitement around the game. Brandon Smith's another one. Just guys that can branch out and make the NRL more appealing to an outside audience. 
Uh, Dane asks, Brian Kelly will be an elite centre this year. Um, I think he'll be a good centre. I don't think he'll be elite. I think he'll kick on from last year. He'll have a better year in terms of averages, but to put him in elite category, I think he needs to go to a side that is going to allow him to play um, with the ball in hand. I think at the Titans this year, it's going to be focused around their new signings, uh, obviously with Tino, Herman SASA, and David Fafita. So I rate Kelly very highly, but uh, for him to become an elite center, I think he's going to have to be the focal point of a team's attack. And at the Titans, I don't think he will be that. Josh Atard asks, thoughts on Momorowski as a pod? Um, if I'm going to be brutally honest, I don't think Momorowski will be in the Tigers lineup, let alone as a pod. Um, it's pretty clear that they're happy with BJ and Jimmy as their centers moving forward. Pretty sure Momorowski asked for a release from the Tigers as well, which they've denied. So I think the Tigers are pretty much happy to have Mom sit there on the bench and do nothing. He could play fullback during the year, but I think with uh, Dewey and Mbai, uh guys like Jock Madden to come through and play six as well just gives more stock to that. So unless he snags a wing spot um, over Kapoa, then I don't even think he's going to get in the side. And even if he is on the wing, I wouldn't be touching him. Sam asks, are we able to send you our teams to give advice? Uh, yeah, 100%, definitely. My DMs are always open. Um, I'm a pretty decent replier in terms of speed. Um, I will probably send a reply just through voice messaging, just like I, I talk through a podcast. It's much quicker to get through. Um, and you guys can probably get a better idea as to what I'm thinking rather than me having to type it out. Uh, in saying that, though, if I don't like your team, I will tell you, and there will be option, and there will be uh, areas that you can improve. Um, but right now, it's it's very subjective if you like a player or not until we get trials and see game time and stuff. But yeah, please send me your team. Send me any questions you guys have. I'm always happy to answer them. Uh... Tom asks, do we like Holmes? Uh, yeah, so obviously I said before, I'm not a huge fan of spending money in the centers, but if you are, I think Holmes is definitely one to look at, especially if he maintains the goal-kicking duties. He looked really uh, solid at the end of last year. He came home very, very well. So Holmes is definitely one to look at if you're happy to spend the money in your center wings. Have looked at the Cowboys' draw just yet, but uh, yeah, uh, Valentine was a focal point of their attack, and I think it's just going to benefit those guys around him. So definitely one to look at for center wing. Uh, Tom Walker uh, asks, do we like Angus Crichton even at the price? Yeah, look, with these guys, you don't look at the price. Like, with your guns, you're not going to buy them to make cash. You, you buy them to set them and forget. So, uh, I think he's about 680k or something around that. Um, but you're paying for a 70 average. And with no Boyd Cordner, I think that uh, the responsibility is going to come down onto Angus Crichton. He's definitely one to look at. Um I've got him in my side at the moment, um, but I can see you making a case for the price being too high and going for someone a little bit cheaper, but yeah, for the price, you're just paying someone to sit there and forget. You don't look at touching them barring injury, so I like Crichton, but it's just a case of whether you can fit him in your side. Uh, back-to-back questions here from uh, Kurtley and Jesse, both regarding Saifidi and is he worth the price tag. Now, this is another one. I haven't looked at Saifidi at all. Um, he hasn't not that he hasn't been on my radar, but he hasn't been um, someone that I'm looking at to start. I'm going to go down the route of some cheaper front row options, but he's a safe pair of hands. He just got named into the Knights leadership group, so that's obviously a big tick in his favor from a backroom uh, standpoint. They obviously like Saifidi as a leader, and that probably would increase minutes as well. So he's a bloke with a big workload. Um, it's just the origin. That's the only thing that I can really think of that's against him, but as I mentioned before, origin isn't... Uh, a real big detractor for me right now. So go for it. If you like Saifidi, then yeah, jump on him. But I can't give comment, unfortunately. I haven't looked at him um, and his stat detailed stats. Uh, 
Uh, Ryan asks, at what stage should you cash out your uh, cash cows? So um, this all revolves down to uh, what's called your break-even. So that is your score that you need to obtain in order to maintain your price. So I'll be reporting on those throughout the year. They're updated every week. So it's the score that your player has to hit. So for example, uh, if your player is priced at 400,000, it takes into account, I think, the last two scores for a three-game average. So it just works out. If you're 400K, but you've had two poor weeks beforehand, um, it's going to be different to when you've had two good games beforehand. So during the year, I'll be reporting on break-evens. I'll be giving every player's break-even. So if you see a cheapy there that you own, um, have a look at what score they have to get for that week in order to maintain their price. Next question is from Matro Chester, and he asks, what positions do you focus most of your money on? Uh, and I quickly touched on this beforehand, but yeah, fullback and center, um, fullback and second row, um, just from the sheer volume of guns they've got, the consistent scoring from those two positions, I'm happy to set uh, a large majority of my salary cap in those two positions. Uh, every year I've run two gun fullbacks and at least two gun second rowers with a with a good mid-range option. So they're the two that I would focus on if you're building your side. Uh, Sam asks, reverse halfback and 5.8, seeing there's no good cheapies that come in. Um, I would disagree. There's a couple of, uh, I wouldn't say good, but definitely of definite options you could have. Uh, Milford, Moylan, Schuster all come to mind. And then if you want to extend out a little bit, um, like I've touched on before, you've got guys like Jack Everillo, uh, Brandon Wakeham, if he gets a start too. So there is a little bit out there rather than um, just looking at sheer cheapies coming through. Um, but if you're going to run uh, two gun halfbacks and a gun 5.8, you're probably not going to have the room for a second gun 5.8. So uh, it just depends on team balance and, and what you've got surrounding. When building your teams, make sure you've got at least four options that you're happy to play because you need to have four reserves too. Uh, Brad says, do you think TPJ will step up and be a consistent point scorer? Um, it's a case of it has to be, doesn't it? Um, TPJ is probably on his last legs at the Broncos and with a new coach, if it's not this year, it's not going to be ever. We know when the bloke's on, he's destructive. He averages 70 um, in the nine games he played last year. And I remember the game against the Cowboys, I think it was round one. He just made Tamalolo look uh, like a school child. So... When TPJ is on, he's he's unstoppable, but it's a case of whether he's going to be able to keep that cool head and, and maintain that controlled aggression. Uh, I really hope Kevin Walter sits him down and, and just basically says, mate, this is it for you. And uh, it really uh, lights a fire under him because at his best, TPJ is one of the best uh, forwards in the game. And lastly, we have thoughts on Twile. How will the new signings affect his minutes? Um, yeah, I touched on that earlier. I think with the nice forward rotation the Tigers have, that it's going to uh, it's going to affect his minutes slightly. Um, his PPM was down a little bit last year on memory, um, but yeah, it's a case of where Madge is going to use him in that rotation. Whether it will be in front row, uh, forward swapping in and out with Offenhangawi, um, or will it will it be at lock playing sixty five plus? Um, like I said, I haven't looked at the price, but. Um, I think there's some better options around guys like uh, guys like Tino, guys like Cecily Tupanua, uh, etc. And all right, guys, that will do it. Um, that's all the questions answered. Um, thank you to everyone that sent them in. I'll be doing a few more Q and A's uh, closer to the season, and then obviously through the season, I want your guys' input. I want to know your trades. I want to help you guys with them, uh, and just do some more of these live reactions because I feel it's a lot more raw and authentic, uh, and you get my initial thoughts straight off the bat rather than me sitting down and looking through stats, you get uh, just a, a quick overview of how I'm thinking at the time. 
Alright guys, we're going to be continuing on with the Ones to Watch series. Uh, we've got two out so far and I've got a few more recorded, so they'll continue to come out. But uh, for now, that's all and keep your friends close and keep your pods closer. That'll knock a jacket potato out of you, that. And the cheese and the coleslaw. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 